What is up, everybody? Stacey Blackwood here from Tide Talk Live, joined as always by my good friend Jake Thomas. And no, we did not color coordinate on purpose. <laughs> it is purely accidental, but here we yeah. are in our blue. Jake, how's it going, buddy? Doing good, man. It's, uh, you know, I had a good weekend and uh, ready to, uh, you know, take uh, Tide Talk Live. You know, this will be our first live. We've done a couple, you know, uh, recordings, but this is going to be our first live. So uh, everybody get in the chat and uh drive this baby i mean we got some topics you know topics we want to talk about but we're definitely going to use your topics and thoughts in the chats as well so jump in there and give us something to talk about no doubt no doubt like you said jump in the chat it's it's open uh all conversations are, are open but like you said we're going to try to stick to a little bit of a schedule uh here in the show and we're obviously going to dive mostly into what's been going on with jimbo fisher and nick saban and the feud heard around the world, uh, you know, that's happened over the last few days. And uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. But as always, if you're new here and you're not subscribed already, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell and give this video a thumbs up. Uh, and, you know, if, if, if you're watching us on YouTube, share this link to Facebook, Twitter, wherever you're at, just, just share it. That way we can get as many fans in here as possible. Uh, we're closing in on, on a thousand subscribers, Jake, and, and we're so close mm -hmm. to that goal. I cannot believe we're getting close to that goal. That's crazy. Uh, I was happy to hit a hundred and I thought, all right, we met a hundred subscribers and here we are yeah. closing in on a thousand. So excited about the future of Tide Talk Live and, and how it's grown and how our, our YouTube channel has grown. But uh, uh, we want to, you know, we're not going to waste a lot of time here in the introduction we're going to jump really just straight into the conversation as we wait on people to, to jump in on the live show and in the chat but jake when this whole Saban fisher feud really got started uh you know Saban was talking at an event in birmingham to some of the album's wealthiest people we all know the story by now but um <clears throat> he talks about jimbo fisher he didn't say jimbo fisher but he talks about how a m you know bought the 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 previous class the 2022 22 signing class which is the best signing class of all time and uh just your thoughts on what nick saban said did it surprise you that he said those things and uh then of course we'll, we'll get to what jimbo uh said in retaliation yeah um you know coach saban is known to say you know things just because he's coach saban he he has the luxury to i mean the dude's won multiple championships he has and and is the goat uh of you know, coaching lore. So, I mean, he has the right to say anything he wants to. My, I guess my only concern is maybe not at say A&M, you know, maybe worded a little bit differently, but you know, he, he does have a point. Now I'm not going to say that, that A&M cheated or anything. And, and he never once said that cheated. He never once, you know, called Jimbo by name and, and all that, but it, it does kind of, kind of, it is kind of suspicious on a and side, because if you look the past recruiting classes that Jimbo's had, they've only had like one to two blue chip players that's come in and they went eight and four last year. I mean, that don't scream up and up to, to income and recruits. That's just my personal opinion. So Jimbo says they did it the right way. Maybe they did. We don't know. There's really no rule right now concerning NIL until they get this, hammered down and get some kind of ruling on it this is just going to be a free-for-all yeah no doubt and and mm -hmm. it did surprise me that you know usually saving is so calculated and and what he says oh, yeah. and and he was a little calculated but 
for him to name drop not only Texas A&M, but Jackson State, Miami, mm-hmm. that part was a little surprising. But but Jimbo Fisher just took it to the next level, and he mm-hmm. took it so personal, Jake. He took it as if Nick Saban had come out and said that Jimbo was a part of some kind of cult, I, I, cult <laughs> yeah. or something. I don't. I mean, it was unbelievable. Jimbo Fisher's uh, the next morning, his his emotion filled press conference was was just that. I mean, he he was out there on pure emotion and mm-hmm. he let his emotions get the best of him. And he, he really made it a personal attack on coach Saban when coach Saban was not delivering a personal attack on Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. He was just pointing out the nature of what NIL is right now. And what we are dealing with at this point in time without any kind of legislation or any kind of, you know, committee watching over what NIL is doing and, and all the inner workings of that. And that's all coach Saban was saying. And Jimbo Fisher act like, uh, Nick Saban had called him, you know, everything but a but a good man. I I don't know. Right. It was just it was. I was shocked at how personal Jimbo Fisher took it, and then how personal Jimbo Fisher became uh, when attacking uh, Coach Saban. And to me, the, mm-hmm. the the most ironic thing of it all is Jimbo Fisher talked about how he's not a liar and uh, you know he's. He's, he's always told the truth and all that. Well, I mean, you've done nothing but brag about Coach Saban and how good mm-hmm. of a coach he is and how he's done everything the right way for, for a decade or longer. Mm-hmm. Right. But then in this emotion-filled moment, he's talking about how Coach Saban, uh, you know, is, is you know, a cheater. I mean, he pretty much yeah. said Coach Saban's a, a cheater. Narcissist he's, and, uh, he's a narcissist. He's despicable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so were you lying before Jimbo or are you lying now? Right. Yeah. That, that's what I want to know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like like you said, there, there's been video and there's been there's been news articles come out talking about how Jimbo has said those things, like you just previously mentioned, and and then you have his rant the other day. So, like you said, was you lying back then, or are you lying now? Right. Because you can't you can't be both ways. Because he's, ta- he's talking out of both sides of his mouth now, Jake. Exactly. And that's what yeah. happens when you get out and you start making decisions, making mm-hmm. comments when you're all up in your feelings. Right, exactly. Jimbo was all in his feelings in that moment, and and, uh, and it got the best of him, Jake, and he yeah. made himself look like a fool. I mean, I, yeah. I hate to say I, I don't want to I don't want to talk bad about anybody, but right. he made himself look like a fool uh, that, that morning. And, and, and the way he acted, calling the press conference that, you know, the other morning like that after made the comments – uh, this weekend, I think it was either Friday or maybe even Saturday, Coach Spurrier come out and pretty much sided with, with Saban. Okay, Jimbo, how come you didn't come out this morning and have a rage-filled, emotion-filled exactly. against against Steve Spurrier? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. the same thing. It is. You know. and, and Steve Spurrier said what everybody else was thinking. Right, well, exactly. Well, Nick didn't really say anything that was wrong or inaccurate. Right. I mean, he was Nick just Coach Saban just said something that was really just public knowledge. Yeah, exactly. And he wasn't saying it in a way to say that, you know, Jimbo and AM are cheating. He was saying, this is what's going to happen if we don't have some type of legislation. Right. And, yeah. And what, what, what is so funny about it is that really both in, cause in a small moment, Jimbo Fisher agreed with Coach Saban's whole philosophy on NIL. <laughs> He yeah. talked about how, you know, I don't really know what's going on because we don't really have somebody overseeing everything, mm-hmm. which is Nick Saban's complete point on the matter. Right. And so Jimbo gets up there and throws his big fit when he agrees with Coach Saban on the current 
state of NIL in college athletics. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, like I said, he 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 let his emotions get the best of him, mm-hmm. and it, it really, you know, it, it made it made him look really foolish in the moment. Jimbo Fisher's not a fool. No, he's not a fool, but he did have a foolish moment. He had a foolish moment when when he let his emotions dictate his feelings, and 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 how he you know expressed his feelings on the matter. Look, I understand being upset that your former boss name dropped your school. Mm-hmm. I get that part. Uh, but I don't understand the, you know, the name calling, the saying, right. you know, uh, also very ironic that Jimbo says he loves confrontation, but he's avoiding Nick Saban's phone calls. Yeah. So do you like confrontation or not? Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> Saban's trying to call and, and pretty much discuss things with you. And you're yeah. not, you know, you're not, not wanting to hear it. You know, um, my, my boss today, we was talking about all this and he said, uh, you know, I just really want to see if they shake hands begin the game, or if they even talk begin the game when they when they play each other, Brian Denny here in October. I mean, I don't know, who, who knows? But maybe they they might not even even speak to each other after the game's over with, because I'm hoping they're running like a scarred dog out of there, you know, because we just whipped that honey. But yeah, I hope uh, it goes a lot like the Blake Sims year, fifty nine to nothing. Oh my gosh! Please, Lord, just let that happen. That'd be great. And and I, I I'm willing to bet if Fish, Jimbo Fisher continues to run his mouth, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, so I, I don't <laughs> have a feeling Saban's going to call the dolls off this go around, like he normally no. does. No, I hope he don't at least. Right. But Saban's got too much humble humbleness in him. He may he may call the dolls off. But gosh, well, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how the the SEC coaches meeting goes this next week uh, in Destin. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously they're going to have to be in the same room together. Uh, they're going to have to be discussing, you know, the future of the conference together. So, uh, something's going to have to happen. And I would love to be a fly on the wall. The moment that those two, uh, you know, cross paths. Absolutely. And, you know, Grace Sankey come out and pretty much reprimanded both of them and say, y'all need to calm it down. Y'all need to tone it down, which I understand. And, And it does shed a little bad light on the sec but during these coaches meeting maybe this it start the discussion on how to get this settled down especially at least on the sec side of things now the ncaa is going to have to play out and see what right. happens but but on the sec side something's got to give and you know where where is the the end uh, of the nil where where is the 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 ending point not to end nil but mm-hmm. but do it the correct way and not have this sneaking around potentially. Well, look, look, NIL is not supposed to be for for use of attracting players to a school. Right. It's to it's for a player to profit off his name, image, and likeness. Image and likeness, yeah. I mean, so and that's what Coach Saban's entire point is. I'm sure that's what Jimbo Fisher wants for college athletics as well. He doesn't Jimbo Fisher doesn't want I guarantee you he doesn't want for schools to be able to say, hey, you come here, we can get you this much in NIL. He doesn't want that. Right. Because that's that, that, you know, what's USC? Jake, think about Los Angeles and what they can offer to these kids. Uh, yeah. You let Hollywood get involved out there. That, I mean, that's it, incredible. It, it's, that's a, the, the, the money pot would be, you know, endless. So, yeah. Uh, that's not what needs to happen in college football. Like I said, that's Coach Saban's whole point. And whether he realizes or not, 
Jimbo Fisher shares the same sentiment with Coach Saban on the future of, of NIL and college athletics. So, uh, to me, they just both, you know, Fisher needs to grow up a little bit. Yeah. And not take it so personal and then not become so personal with his attack on Coach Saban, a guy who got him his start and who made it, who helped make a name for him in college coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Jack, Jack, you take away what Jimbo Fisher had with Jameis Winston the year they won the championship, and what has Jimbo Fisher done as a head coach? Nothing. I mean, nothing. That's all. I mean, eight and four, eight and five records every yeah. single year. Yeah, I mean, they, so I, they went nine and three one year with Jameis before they won the championship. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just that. gotten a little, little too big for his britches and. Right. Uh, maybe maybe October was it October eighth? I think so. Uh, maybe he can have a making maybe uh, Saban will give him a wake up call. I, Back uh, to reality, right? I just <laughs> you know you, you're talking a little bit too much when when you know you you're a consistent eight to nine win season coach, right? Right. You know. Well, you know you, 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 it's like a lot of coaches you get that first win over Saban you think you're invincible so right. But we'll see. how I would love yeah. to hear the people watching right now what you think the score will be between Alabama and Texas A&M on October 8th there in Tuscaloosa. Of course, not only does Alabama have the, uh, the revenge factor from last year's loss, but now they have this whole feud between Saban and Fisher to kind of fuel the fire. So uh, I would love to hear what everybody believes uh, will be the score there on October 8th. Uh, I think Alabama – I think right now most odds – have Alabama favorite as like a 16-point or 16-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. To me, I would take Alabama, no doubt mm-hmm. about it. I'm seeing a three-touchdown win or more uh, for Alabama in that game. So, hey, Cassie, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Hey, Cassidy. <laughs> Been a mess and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Jimbo's going down this fall. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I I, I tell you, my, my here's my score prediction. Uh. It is going to be higher than the October 7th, 1916 game when Georgia Tech beat Cumberland 222 to zero. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would love that. I do not see that ever happening again. That's why I probably would, well, that game will probably go down as the highest shutout in history ever. But a 59 to nothing, I think, I think. A&M could probably get on the board. I don't think it'd be a shutout, but by God, I think it's going to be, you know, they may only score 10 points, if that. Yeah. Because, I mean, all honesty, their defensive line, no freaking doubt is going to be good because of the talent that they just got in this recruiting class. Yeah. Their defense is going to be pretty stacked. Who's going to play quarterback for them? They just lost Spiller, their running back. Who's going to run him back? You're going to be their running back. They have questions offensively. I don't. If it gets into a shootout that you know, and Alabama puts up twenty-one to nothing at first after the first, they can't score at will like Alabama can. Right. So they're going to they're going to rely on their defense to keep it close, and I just don't see it. Especially like you said with the revenge factor, with all this going on, it's it, it could get ugly early. Yeah, I hope it does. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I hope every game is just a cakewalk this year because. I don't think my blood pressure can handle it this year. <laughs> Man, speaking of blood pressure, and this is not really on the topic tonight, but but JT wins the PGA Championship oh, yesterday, Jake. And what yeah. a dra- dramatic win, man. Yeah. The, the, the tie for the second largest comeback in major tournament history. Uh, mm-hmm. He was down eight strokes from the lead yesterday. 
Yeah. He had a 1% chance of winning the tournament yesterday morning, and he somehow comes back and wins it in a three-hole playoff against Will Zalatoris. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the most remarkable comebacks that I've ever witnessed uh, when you talk about the PGA Tour. Absolutely. And and uh, give, give uh, Zalatoris credit, man. He – he was rocking all weekend, and I mean, yeah. and he was a lot to to win it. Uh, he's probably the most consistent, you know, golfer uh, last weekend. But I mean, that amazing comeback uh, from JT, and and some of the uh, the accolades that that JT is is racking up is, is incredible. I mean, this is the second PGA Tour Championship. Right. Uh, you know, he's got the president. He played awesome the President's Cup. You know, and all that. Casein. Casein says roll tide that i thought i'd never ever hear that from him <laughs> somebody had to steal his phone yeah got to must be brady no might be Bradley. i think i think Bradley might be a, i can't remember but anyway um case and i would love to hear what you had to say about the whole nick saban and jimbo fisher yeah. debacle me too me too but it was a real incredible win and uh, i'm happy for jt I mean, yeah no doubt that He's was one of the best golfers right now. Yeah, man that <laughs> that playoff hole, Jake, where he on the uh, what is is it the seventeenth mm -hmm. where uh, where he he hit the green on the par four with that just incredible tee shot, and he had he had the the twirl of a club going down, and in that moment you knew that that JT was going to win it, and uh, that was probably it for Will Zalatoris. That put the pressure and the heat on him, and, and JT mm -hmm. was just calm cool and collected and you know that incredible last round on sunday was uh was was great but uh good, good to see him uh -huh. when it Kesson says brawley is a bama softball fan we won't go there right now yeah we'll talk about oh, that yeah. here in a minute so yeah sure. that's what that that's yeah. unfortunately that's our next topic is the, we'll, the softball team we'll get there in a sec Kesson <laughs> says jimbo's been on my shit list since 13 yeah. i guess so uh Kesson Kesson is an auburn fan and we all know what happened to his Auburn Tigers in, in, in 2013. Yeah, it's – yeah. But I don't know. You know, I, I just – going back to JT real quick, he, he is playing lights out right now. And you remember, even though they they ended up – the U.S. ended up losing the Ryder Cup, you know, a few years ago, he went toe for toe with Roy McIlroy, who on that on that European team was the best golfer right. up and you know that that weekend. I mean, he was he was killing everybody he was playing. JT beat him and gave the US some some hope. And then we have guys just, just falter down at the end. But I mean, the future for you know, me being a golfer, I love the President's Cup and I love the Vodka Cup because I like beating the British like we did in 1776. <laughs> you know, I'm ready to get that Ryder Cup back, dadgummit. We got the President's Cup back from We got to get that Ryder Cup. JT is going to be a crucial part of that, and yeah. I think it's next year, if I'm not mistaken. So, we've got to – we, you know, he's – him and – I mean, there's a lot of good guys. Brooks. Brooks didn't have that good of a weekend, but but usually in the Ryder Cup time and President's Cup time, he plays outstanding. Uh, Bryson, of course. So, you know, you know, Dustin Johnson has really fell off the, the map lately. And um I guess it was no <laughs> when the Quail Creek Open is happening. I don't know. We need to get some kind of sponsor on that. We can have a, a, yeah. a big tournament, you know, with courtesy of Todd Talk Live and maybe have somebody follow around with some cameras to to record the events. <laughs> oh wow. But but about four golfers total. 
play them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll be two. We'll be one of them, two of them. So Case and Brady be the other. So there we go. But yeah. Uh, All right. Let's let's yeah. let's move on. Unfortunately, to, to softball, Jake, and mm-hmm. the uh, the season did come to a disappointing end this weekend at home in the regional. Albemarle does not make the super regional for the first time ever. That's um, insane. A forty-four game losing or winning streak snapped. They have not lost a regional game since two thousand and. Five. It's crazy. That's it's crazy, man. I I don't know what happened. I, I know what happened. The hitting was terrible. Yeah. I mean, that's the, you know, there's the, a lot of jokes going around about Bibb County and, and all right, that. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is uh the hitting was just not there for Alabama this year. They just they there, there was one point I want to say before entering this the regionals, uh they were like five of like of their last 75 with runners in scoring position. I mean, you're not going to win any games like that. No, so in no. Montana, no, she, yeah. she, she, she has struggled a little bit, but like I mentioned, the hitting has been the biggest issue for Alabama this season. And uh, that really came to a head against Stanford, uh, losing two of those three games against the Cardinal. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just really disappointed to see the season end like that. But fortunately for Alabama, Jake, I mean, outside of Kaylee Tao, everybody has an opportunity to come back. So absolutely, uh, and of course, transfer portal could happen. Right, right. You know, but I'm going to tell you, I think what what really hurt is losing Lexi. You know, down the stretch, and yeah. we lost her. I think April 17th. She ain't pitched since then. Losing her because you know that morning, maybe you could have thrown her, and she could have she could have won that that morning game for you. Right. And then having Montana, Montana pitched like 200, 200 something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she, you know, her arm had to be tight. And you could see they was finally there in the fifth, sixth innings. They was finally hitting her really hard. Right. And, right. and it was just, you know, but like you said, talent wise, there's a lot coming back. Um, if, if everybody comes back, you're still going to have all your outfield positions. Jenna Johnson be back. Dallas Goodnight. Uh, Savannah Wilbur played outfield some, so she she'll be back potentially. Um, uh, Bailey Bailey Dallin will be back. Um, Bailey Hemphill. Ba- I mean, not Bailey. Bailey a, uh, 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 the catcher. Uh, oh, uh, Allie Allie yeah. Shipman. Yeah, Allie Shipman. Yeah, yeah, Allie Shipman. Um, you know, uh, like you said, first base. Kate, you know, losing Kaylee is the only real concern we've got right now. So, uh. <laughs> Atta boy, he. I'm going to put this on the screen because yes. I'm sure everybody knows this by now. But but Jake is a massive wrestling fan, big time. And the, the Kason is is Jake's cousin or no cousin, nephew? Nephew. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Jake's great nephew. Believe it or not, Jake is old enough to have a great nephew. <laughs> and we're not. I'm we're not. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not going to dive into the details of how all this has happened. But right, but Jake yeah. has a great nephew, and dude. And, and obviously he's being raised right. He's watching yeah. Royal Rumble from 2006. Wow. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Jake? Yeah, that's uh, I'm proud. Briar, hey, tell Case and Briar is going to come over here one day because I've I got the Peacock channel, so we can go back and watch any WrestleMania Royal Rumble from beginning of time. So, you know, we'll sit here and watch it all day if he wants to. But going going back to the softball team, it is um it you know, it is dis- disappointing. 
but like you said, there, there's plenty of talent coming back. We're going to have, yeah, that's right, Cass. Uh, we're going to have a healthy Lexi back. We're going to have another, you know, we're going to have Montana back. Allie Shipman, she still has another year. So, I mean, she, and, and you know, Allie, it's, it pains me because she was hot. You know, she, well, I didn't, that's a, that's a throwing word. She was really hot hitting the ball, you know, <laughs> beginning of the year. So, uh, but yeah, and and just everybody just fell off the last month of the season. I think the last twelve games they went like five and seven, five and eight, something like that. It it, it wasn't it hitting just went went to pot. I don't know what happened there, but maybe we got to have a pitching coach, you know, or not hit. I mean, hitting coach. You know that that's got to be that's got to be be number one all you know in the offseason i think for patrick murphy a lot of people has been wanting patrick murphy gone y'all are idiots shut up you know you don't need to watch you know well who are you gonna get <laughs> exactly yeah look what the guy has done for us his entire you know his career there i mean who are you gonna get he's only lost like what like maybe 60 something games if that it may be less than that hey he, you know, it's kind of, it's almost like saving S numbers down there. So, right, you know, he don't lose much if at all. So he, he they just they they're a young team, and that's what I really like. So, and they're gonna have an A. They still got their ace coming back next year, and then their mini aces in Lexi and Jayla Torrance and uh, Alice uh, Salter. They both pitched, I I think, really well. So that staff next year is gonna be gonna be deep, I believe. Yeah, I'm excited to see yeah. how the you know we we were looking at the softball team this year and thought they really had a chance to do something special and and you know like we mentioned the hitting just wasn't there for whatever reason uh, and and like you said losing Lexi late in the year really hurt really hurt Alabama's, Alabama's chances uh, late in the season but uh, you know I hate to use the word disappointing because I'm not disappointed in the effort because I right. think they all I think they everybody gave everything they had. It's just disappointing with the expectations that we have for Alabama softball. So, yeah, uh, it, it's it's like Alabama not making the playoffs is really what it's kind of like for 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 the softball team not to make the super regionals. And I know Patrick Murphy's upset about it too, but but he knows what what he's got to do to get back there. And you talk about you talk about revenge revenge tour for for Team Twenty Seven next year for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think this. Uh, I, I think the 20 what would be 2023 season could be really special for album that is so right. weird to say 2023 i know it's crazy <laughs> there's you know they i've always been told once uh you know you reach 30 time starts flying by and i mean i've already had a bird i'm 31 now my gosh then this this year is almost halfway over already i know so it's crazy but um but yeah it is it is you know, like you said, a little disappointing, but that they'll be back. And and it, it's kind of an odd tournament this year because you see you saw a lot yeah. of, you know, and, and I'm just you know, I'm just gonna throw it out here. I don't see anybody beating Oklahoma. And the only shot I think that, that gave them gave them a shot would, would have been Florida State and Mississippi State put them out. Yeah, that that's one yeah. of the bigger surprises as well, is is Mississippi State upsetting Florida State. That's that's yeah. massive. That is, and uh, but it's been kind of because you say yeah. a lot of, a lot of you know top teams you know struggle either struggle and and got beat their first game so they had to win two or they got beat you know so it it's been a, it's 
been fun. I mean, it's almost like uh, like college basketball. You know, you have a you have some Cinderellas now and and softball who who have a chance. Or you do you just get there and everybody it's a, it's like a new season. Well, the parody is starting to really show itself because of how popular the game is becoming nationally. You know, right. for so long it was it was out west with you know Arizona and UCLA. Then Oregon. you started yeah, yeah Oregon. Then you started seeing teams like Alabama and Florida mm-hmm. uh, and Oklahoma start to build their programs up, and now that's really expanded to to other teams inside the SEC and the Big Twelve. So it's really grown nationally, and and that's why you're starting to see more parody. And therefore, you see more upsets. So uh, mm-hmm. it's it's it is a fun sport. It's really grown a lot. And uh, disappointed that season's over for Alabama, but not disappointed in their effort uh, right. at all. But uh, and excited for the future of the program. Absolutely. Um, one thing I want to get get your opinion about, in case if you're still on, I like your opinion too. But since we do have this NIL deal, and since we have seemingly if all goes well, we're going to have a new football college football game, which that's one of the reasons why we got NIL. In the future, I'm not saying they had to do it right right now, but in the future, I'm hoping they make a college basketball or a baseball game, college basketball, and maybe a college softball game. Dude, a college softball game would be elite. Absolutely. I think that thing would be amazing. You know, I would, I, I would I would be all over that. I would too. I I think I you know I'm I thought I might have been in, in the you know in a league of my own here, but I think a college <laughs> softball game would be outstanding. If I knew how to make a poll in our chat, <laughs> I would do it. But I don't know how to do that. I know that I may I may put that in Twitter and just see what see what people think. But I don't know. To me, it seems like trying to hit a 71 mile per hour ball from Montana Fouts is a lot harder than a 90. Five from a pitcher. I don't know why. Well, I'm not going to be able to hit either one of them. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, but I I think I, I, wait, what's the question? Since NIL is coming back and we're getting a college, we know we're getting a college football game back. And it looks like we're going to be getting that here in a few years and probably be an ongoing thing. I would like to see, of course, college basketball return maybe make a college baseball game and a college softball game as well. Because, I mean, now you can. I think there have only been one college baseball game made. I think that was in 2008. And I don't think they've ever made a a, uh, college softball game. No, I've never made a college softball game. Right. I'll be honest with you. I have not played a professional baseball video game, and I couldn't tell you when. Yeah. (laughs) It's been so long. It's it's uh yeah I've got uh MLB twenty twenty two, reason why I got because it's free on uh on Xbox Game Pass now so I got it but yeah Long Long Beach State was on the cover of that dude so so yeah and and I think the last college basketball game was two thousand ten I actually have it as well do you really who's on the cover of that uh Blake Griffin nice Blake Griffin and. For some, I cannot remember who that was in two thousand. What year? Two thousand ten. Good grief! Yeah, yeah, that was his senior year because he's not in the game; he's just on cover. But which was always the stupid. I mean, that goes back to show you how stupid not allowing a player to to you know (laughs) be able to make money off his name, yeah, name, image, (laughs) and likeness. I mean, he can't even be in the video game that he's on the cover on. Right. Exactly. So. 
uh, you know, I, I said I was just sitting here thinking, but I, I don't remember who was on that Alabama team back in 2010. But on that game, they are like stat. They are stat. Who's, who's that? Alabama, the Alabama team back in 2010 basketball. I don't remember who was on. God, I can, I've slept way too many times. Since I know, then. I know. I'd have, I'd have to really think about it. They were stacked because, I mean, they you. I would probably you. Alonzo G like was there. probably there then, wasn't he? He might, yeah, probably. Probably so. Jamichael Green. Okay, number five. There is the the small forward is number five. So that is that is that's Tony uh, Mitchell. That's that's, that's Tony, Tony Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. So, oh, they probably had Tony Mitchell, Alonzo G, mm-hmm. Jamichael Green. My gosh, studs. Those dudes <laughs> yeah. were studs. So they were studs in the game too. But you know, I, I just like games like that. I, I can't believe we got into the gaming now. Uh, I, I've turned this into. My my podcast now. <laughs> well, I, t- I all did good. Game all good. Yeah. All good. Yeah. Let's but, let's slowly get back on yeah. track, and then maybe we have time for off the rails at the end of the show. Real quick, yeah. this this will only take a couple minutes. Jake, the Alabama baseball team does take two two out of three games against number five Arkansas in the final you know uh, series of the regular season, mm-hmm. uh, including you know shellacking the Razorbacks eighteen to five in game three on Saturday. Huge game. And now, uh, Alabama gets to play uh, Tuesday morning at 9.30 in the morning. How terrible would that be against Gosh. Georgia uh, to open up the SEC tournament? Uh, what, what are you feeling the chances for Brad Bohanna's team? It's single elimination uh, for those guys. So, uh, w- what do you think? You got you got to pitch Garrett McMillan for sure. You have to use your ace and give yourself a shot. And if I remember correctly, we didn't, we, we lost to the series to Georgia during the season – and I think we lost the game that Garrett pitched against him. I think it was like three to two. So, yeah. I mean, if he can – and I think he only may give up maybe one or two runs and, and the bullpen gave up the other. But if he can limit them, we got to get some offense going. Uh, but if it – you know, it's single elimination. But the next day, if they if they, if they advance, it's double elimination. Um, right, right. A couple, a couple analysts on uh, SEC Network, I was listening to him talk uh, – in between the game, uh, the the softball game, they feel like, and if Alabama is going to make postseason play after this, they won't have to make it to Saturday, which is pretty much a championship game, right? So there's a lot riding on the team, but if their bats come alive like they did Sunday, and that was against a very good Arkansas, yeah, yeah, one of the best teams in the country, right? So they have a shot. Uh, but we just we just can't you know swing it at balls in the dirt and like we have this season. Well, so, well like you said, McMillan's is is key because you, you know Jake that when he pitches that you got a chance. Right. If your offense shows up, you got a chance because he's going to pitch well. But it's mm-hmm. about the relief pitching, Jake. How yep. consistent are they? And then also the decision making that goes into who goes in at what point in time in the game. I know, that's the biggest uh, thing. That, that that's been a little bit of an issue for for Alabama this season, and that's kind of been a point of emphasis for a lot of Tide fans as well. So uh, I'm with you. I think I think they're going to get the win against Georgia tomorrow. Then after that, it, it's hard to say what happens. But uh, but I like Alabama to win that 9:30 game tomorrow morning against Georgia. Yeah, I I, I would put. I think. Alabama's the 11th seed and Georgia's the sixth seed, but yeah, but we may have lost the series against them, but we played them hard. So I think we have it. We we definitely have a shot, especially with with McMillan pitching, and you know you get in the next day, it's double elimination. Anything can happen. Right, so. anything can happen then. So yeah. 
I'm with you. I, I, I think I think they get at least one win in the tournament, and you know that's probably not enough to get into the NCAA tournament. But you know, it's just about taking baby steps in baseball. We've talked about that at nauseum here on our on our channel, and how you know people need to remain patient with Brad Bohannon. Uh, I think he's going to get it done eventually. You know, he's really playing with one hand time or coaching with one hand time behind his back because of, of, of certain rules on scholarships and, yeah. and things of that nature. So, uh, and you got to also remember that the last two years he's had to coach without his ace pitcher and Connor Prelip. So, right. I mean, and, and we're talking about a guy who was a lot of people were thinking could be a top five pick, maybe even the number one overall pick after his freshman campaign in uh, 2020. So uh, you're talking about a guy who's uh, an, a stud pitcher who has not played for Alabama, who you're probably would have had, you know, maybe seven to 10 more wins on the year. If he's, if he's available, if you had him in McMillan, that's oh, an man. incredible one, two punch. You, you're not kidding. And, and and then it would change how you could use your bullpen and how you right. would work those guys in. So it just changes everything. And I think people need to remember that. Yeah. And also, like you mentioned, you know, getting off Brad Bohannon's back, he inherited a program that the previous coach before he come in won four games. That's not just SEC. Jake, That's I, could, four games I, could coach, I could coach Alabama to win four games. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's how – I mean, we was in the pits of the SEC – basement yeah and we've slowly crawled our way out we are now making regionals i mean alabama regionals and hoover has been a laughing matter for several years yeah. we want to be nowhere near near close to making it now he's got us there two years in a row yeah. and he like you said he's coaching and it, some of the the scholarship limits and stuff he's you know it's been kind of tough but you know it, it, it's getting it's getting there he, he's getting there. How much coaching is there in baseball, truly? You know, I, I'm not going to answer that. I think there's a, I mean, you got to obviously know the signs, but uh, no, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to jump down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. They, every time they do this, they do this and, and do that. I'm like, huh? What, what was that? You know, I just wanted like a big billboard. It's like, run, <laughs> you know, or, or something up there because I, I wouldn't know what to do. I think you got to be a good schemer to be a good baseball coach. I right. think it's all about schemes and and adjustments. I mean, you know, we talk about this a lot, you know, about how analytics has killed MLB baseball. But just getting, you know, just just getting a bloop hit and just getting, you know, finding where where they're where the field is not at to get a base hit, you know, that that's the big thing you got to hit hit it where they're where they ain't and and you know there's been some hard hit balls right to people unfortunately for for this team but oh yeah yeah if he, yeah if jake gets the steal sign he he got the yeah ball. yeah i'll I'd be i'll be needing option after that for sure so if anybody gave me the steal sign i'm like i ain't running coach <laughs> you know because it's going to be an automatic the, the catcher could roll it to second base and get him out. <laughs> the catcher could probably beat me to second base out of his stance. <laughs> no. But, yeah. But, but yeah, analytics has killed baseball. P people nowadays try to go out there and kill a home run because it's – it's Home run you know, or nothing. I know. And it's not the way to be. And so, baseball, you got to get back to the simple things. I noticed in that Arkansas series – Alabama started doing a lot more small ball bunning and stuff, well, which I'd love to see. 
man, Jake, they, they have lost so many one-run games. It's not even I know. funny. I know. And it's a lot like what's crazy. We're talking about Arkansas. Arkansas was that team last year, if you remember the SEC. Mm-hmm. They lost like double-digit gains by one run. Right. And then this year they won all those games. So if Alabama mm-hmm. can turn those games around too, mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine – I haven't looked, but I know it's got to be close to 10 games that they've lost by one run. Yeah. I mean, you I swap those around. Twelve. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're 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 looking at a team that's that's pushing thirty eight wins or so, and and they're and, they're they're solidly in the in the NCAA tournament. Right. Yeah. You you would take you know I think the last I saw they were they were six and twelve and and one run games. Right. If you win ten of the twelve. Right, you're solidly in. Yeah, I mean those, those four yeah. wins would get get Alabama in in solidly exactly. in the tournament. So exactly, it's this that's it's all about the small. I'm with you. I, I think small ball is where it's at, mm-hmm. and maybe like you said, the, they'll make a more concerted effort to to playing that way here towards the end of the season. But exactly, I just you know just I I believe in them. They they yeah. got a great team. Um, Zane Zane's our you know it seems like he's our uh, he's our spark. So Bryce uh, Evelyn played Bryce. played well over the weekend. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get from Owen Diodati. He's one of those yeah. home run or nothing type guys. But <laughs> I know it. But I think he <laughs> hey, he's clutch. He he's, is. He's clutch. He's he clutch. is. And uh, Hammer. Yeah. Oh, Hammy. He had a really good. Yep. Series, yeah. William so. Hammond. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, and the catcher. Pazzy. Pazzy. Yeah. And it's something. But he had a really good series. So. Um, there's a lot of talent on that team. It's just got to get them all together. Yeah, who knows? Maybe this Arkansas series is what it what needed to happen for this team to kind of find its its rhythm and right. Uh, not and that would be a great time to get hot if you're the Alabama baseball team. Yeah, this is the perfect op, you know, for, perfect time. You know, going back to softball, maybe they got hot too early and just faded as the season went on. But yeah, would they start like twenty and zero? Yeah, they started twenty and zero and was. Make like six, I mean, the game. like half the games were were uh, won by you know the run rule, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, but baseball maybe it's, this is the right moment for them to get hot. Yeah. All right. Hey, that's that's really everything on the docket for tonight, Jake. Do you have anything off the rails crazy that we need to talk about before we wrap this show up? Uh, nothing I can think of off the top of my head. Um. No, not not really, not not that. Oh well, okay. Have you been uh, been keeping up with the Johnny Depp and and Amanda Heard? Hell no. Yeah, I hadn't either. <laughs> I just wanted if you if you saw anything or not. Yeah. I mean, I I know what's going on, but I could care less about that hearing. Yeah, I don't. I I I think she's shown her true colors pretty much. Yes, like, there's no doubt. The, yeah. It it doesn't take it, a rocket scientist to figure out what's going on in that situation exactly so she's she's crazy most women are <laughs> you know so but anyway hope my wife ain't listening right now so uh <laughs> but yeah i don't i don't have much of anything you know um Kaysen, uh <laughs> orange shirts net show no no i don't no. i don't even own an orange shirt i, I don't either i, I just, i'm just wearing this one yeah, and they're all crazy out there, Jack. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I'm just wearing this one because I usually dress myself the night before to get ready for work in the morning. So I pick out my clothes. So 
He just rolls out of bed and goes to work. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I was like, I'm going to wear this tomorrow for, for work. So, I threw it on the night. All right, guys. Well, that's that's going to wrap up uh, Tide Talk Live for, for today, Monday, May 23rd, 2022. Jake, the summer is, is quickly approaching. I cannot wait to really dive into the – the college football season, Jake. We've already yeah. done a quick schedule preview. We're going to do a game by game breakdown throughout the summer months. We're going to talk about what you know what happens in Destin this next week uh, with uh, the SEC coaches meeting, and then of course in July we'll get there with the SEC media day. So there's plenty of stuff to talk about, and we're obviously going to be following the baseball team. What happens in the SEC tournament? tomorrow so excited about all that like i said if you're not already hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell give this video a thumbs up and and share us with all your friends on facebook uh you know if you're in a if you're in an album a fan group on facebook share the link to this episode there to help grow the channel but uh that's going to wrap it up really appreciate everybody tuning in for stacy blackwood and jake thomas this has been tide talk live roll tide roll tide